This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sal Licata back on the fan. Going till 2 a.m. EJ Stewart will take you through the overnight. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Let's get back to your calls. Obviously, the main topics have been the Yankees' big win in Toronto over the Blue Jays, talking all that smack, and then they get smacked. What a bunch of losers the Blue Jays are and have proven to be. We've also talked about the Mets and their embarrassment as Justin Verlander got beat up in his Mets' home debut by the Rays. Mets are in some trouble here. I know it's early, but they're in some trouble here early on. You know, we didn't mention, I, have not, I, didn't, talk about, I didn't talk about it all yesterday, or even probably the first time, that it happened with John Morant. I usually just steer clear of these stories. That has nothing to do with New York sports. Uh, I don't want to, you know, turn in uh, the whole show about it. But John Morant uh, did issue uh, an apology. I mean, it is just—it's not even comical at this point. It's actually sad at this point. Is the way that I would put it. Um, where you have a guy who clearly just does not get it. And I don't like, you know, I mentioned it real quick before when we were talking about um, Domingo Herman, a guy who obviously it's totally different. He's not waving a gun. He's got sticky stuff on his hand, but he just got warned about it a month ago. And yet here he goes out there and does it again and gets suspended because it was going to get suspended because of it. John Moran got in major trouble not too long ago to a point where when I saw this story pop up two days ago, I swear to you that somehow I thought that an old tweet was in my feed when it said John Morant shown flashing a gun on Instagram Live. I was like, wait a minute, that this like, okay, well, like, what's why is why are the Grizzlies suspending him for the? We already knew what happened. I had to check three times to make sure that it was a new or to learn that it was a new issue with John Morant. You cannot be a bigger freaking idiot than John Morant. And I regret and take back all the times I said that I wanted to draft John Morant instead of R.J. Barrett. And, you know, when we talk about that draft, obviously the Knicks didn't have that choice where Morant ended up going number two. The Knicks fell from what should have been the number one pick to the number three pick. I wanted Morant over Zion. I wanted him with the number one pick. Uh, And I've said many times the difference between Morant and R.J. Barrett is night and day. You know what? It is. And I wouldn't want John Morant if you brought him on my team for free. He's an idiot. I don't care how good he is at playing basketball. I wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. The Knicks got lucky. They got lucky that they fell to number three. Because imagine this knucklehead, if he were here in New York, what this would be like. Anyway, Morant released a statement after the second time being getting in trouble now for waving a gun on Instagram Live. Like, some moron. 
I know I've disappointed a lot of people who've supported me. This is a journey, and I recognize there is more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself. This after he said the same stuff months ago, whenever it was, working on himself. Not going to have it happen again. Oh, I'll learn this. No, you're an immature idiot who thinks it's cool to be on Instagram Live waving a gun. I don't care what the gun laws are. I don't know what they, they are. Certainly in Memphis, don't care about that stuff. I do know this. Even if it's legal, you're still a freaking moron beyond belief. And I want to say a lot more words that I can't on the air, obviously. But a bleeping, bleeping, bleeping moron to have a to be shown again with a gun. And he is now, I guarantee you that he has lost fans for good and probably sponsors for good. Because there's no coming back from this one. That that's just it's just idiocy to the highest of levels. Jim is calling from Haverstraw. Jim, Salami, how you doing, bud? How are you, Jim? I'm well, man. So listen, the the, the word uh, with Ja is it's it's perfect. It's sad. It's like one of those things, and um, you know, it's it's not um, these people's fault, but you know, what is what are his handlers doing? What are the people around him doing? You know, he's he's got to obviously. This is cliche too get rid of the, the people who are around him. But this is something where, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years, he's going to look back on. But like you said, what's he doing? Instagram Live, the the guns, like the, the thing that kind of not weirds me out, but, and obviously I don't know him, but you can kind of tell a person when you, you see him on TV, whatever, he seems so quiet. Like he never gets up or down on, on the court. And then I see him in those videos. And, and I was the same way too. So I was like, is this the same thing? And then it started blowing up all over the phone, and I was like, this can't be I, I actually couldn't believe it. I legitimately saw it, and I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And I started looking at the date, and I was like, well, wait a minute, why are they suspending him now for something that happened a while ago? And then I realized that he did it again, and I was just I incredulous. I know. I thought it was actually one of those jokes because I think it came across like from butt crack sports or whatever that one is. And uh, I thought it was a joke, but it's it's anyway. um, it's, it's actually sorry, um, it's actually like you know it, it's um, it's sad. It's it's really it is sad. sad man. It, it is like, sad like, that he could be that dumb. You know, his father's out there going all these games and wanting to be a celebrity instead of teaching his his child how to be a freaking adult and how to act like an adult, like a professional. I mean, it's unbelievable. His dad's great at going there and, and you know, high-fiving players and being seen courtside and wanting to be a celebrity, but where is he being a father? Do you know what my I father would have done to me had I did that the first time? Forget about just a gun, but doing something as stupid as that. Do you know what he would have done to me, let alone a second time? Like, I would have never – I would have been afraid to do it the first time. The second time it would have been game over. And yet, here is Ja doing it again because there are no repercussions because his father is probably front and center living off of his fame and fortune. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it, the the other sad thing is even though he loses all these sponsors and stuff, it doesn't really matter in terms of money. I mean, you know, this guy's, you know, he's completely loaded. But, you know, after my father, you know, beat the crap at, well, not beat, you know. Right. You know, no, I know. Really, yeah. You know, then my brother right. would do it. Then my sister. Like, it's just it's just idiocy. But, um, hey, listen, man, so I, I love when you talk about this stuff. I had to jump on the phone. But uh, the chicken bucket, man. So, listen, it's, it's I know the way they're explaining it. It's big pieces of chicken like you say oh i can hammer back chicken chicken tenders this thing is unbelievable i don't know if it's the grease the oil i've gotten the the cheese on it too 
But after 20 minutes, my 10-year-old, 11-year-old son was like, I had to give him a bath in the, in the sink at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really, it's what really kind of cheese day. are we talking? It's like cheese whiz it, it, or like, like... Yeah, and then with the, you know, the, the chicken and the fries. Like, literally, there's so many fries in this bucket that it, the, the chicken is like, it's swimming in it. You know, sometimes it gets lost in it, but you can't mm. get this bucket stolen. I mean, listen, nobody's going to steal my bucket of chicken, but like, you know, when you go up to, to the sides or, you know, where, where the condiments are, or you, you want to mm-hmm. get ketchup, but you take the napkin or whatever. Man, if there's a lot of people in those hallways and you put your bucket to the side to squirt a little ketchup on your, your napkin, you're, you're done. Like, you're done. Somebody's <laughs> going to take your bucket. The, the drunken guy who's going down the hallway is going to have your bucket, uh, you know, double-fisted with his bucket. Right. Yeah. But, and he's, uh, he's, to me, he's also going to get two right hands, or I guess you can't get two right hands, but a right and a left uh, to go along with it. Get your hands off my food. This ain't yours. I mean, just ask. I'll give you some fries, for goodness sake. I'm sure there's enough to go around. I'm not going to mess with that chicken tendy, though. That's all mine. Now I want to go to Yankee Stadium just to check this out. When are the Yankees? Let's see. Now that the Knicks and Rangers are out, and I could get back to focusing on my wife and family, of course. Let me see when the Yankees are home, that I could get out to a game. Um, ooh, maybe Memorial Day weekend. That might not be bad. I can't go during the week generally, so that's no good. So it's got to be a... Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Uh, man, the Yankees have a weird schedule. So on Memorial Day, they're not playing till 940 at night against Seattle. Interesting. Uh, are the Mets playing Memorial Day? Oh, the Mets are off Memorial Day is the 29th. Uh, well, I can't go that weekend anyway. Just remember, that's my anniversary. So that's out. But anyway, I do want to go to a Yankee game at some point. Oh, maybe the Red Sox in June. June 10th, do I have anything going on then? Anyway, i got to figure out a day to get to the stadium because now I just want to check out that damn bucket. Gary is calling from Mayapak. What's up, Gary? Hey, what's up, Sal? What a difference a year makes. Last year we had hockey through June 11th with the Rangers. We had the Mets kicking ass to where, you know, we actually called the season or the division over in May, I think. Mm-hmm. And now this year we can't get out of our own way. It's too early to call the season over this year. We're not even 50 games in. But what scares you is I don't see them making any kind of runs because of their pitching staff. The staff they put together this year, the age on it, uh, with Carrasco, with with Scherzer, with Verlander, with the guy we got from St. Louis, his name's escaping me right now. Uh, Quintana, Jose Quintana. Quintana, yeah, they're closer to collecting Social Security than they are getting their working papers, these guys. And when you have a staff that's that old, you're not, you know, last year we made a few mistakes. I like Bassett. If Bassett didn't pitch as badly as he did in the last series against Atlanta or the playoffs, he would have been back. He threw a heavy ball, didn't give up many homers, if I remember. Same with Taiwan Walker. He, I don't believe, gave up too many homers. Those guys were good. They were good in the regular season for the most part. Bassett lost me with the horrible start in Atlanta and then again in the wild card. So I had no issue with letting him go. But he you can't dismiss what he did a year ago. Bassett was there every fifth day. He was a rock in that rotation. He was a litter remember I was saying before how you you want a legit ace, solid number two, and then a, a solid number three. Bassett was a legitimate solid number three starter in a rotation. I agree 100%. And like I said, not only those two starts that you referenced, but what he said after them where 
every game is like life and death. I think he said something. I think that turned a lot of people that he didn't have the right. heart for New York. But, you know, Epler's got to take the blame. The pitching staff, to me, horrible. The DH, he brought back two guys that didn't show anything the year before. He brought the same two guys back. Horrible. Now, you know, Lindor's going to play better. I believe that McNeil, he's a batting champ. He's going to play better. Alonzo's uh, going to play better. Marty's going to – they're all going to play better. So I'm just hoping this year, Sal, instead of us running, you know, away early and then collapsing, which we have a tendency of doing, maybe this year we're going to get off to a bad start and maybe we'll kick it into gear and maybe we'll, you know, make a run at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm not giving up on him, Gary, and thank you for the call. As always, good to hear from you, even with the Rangers season being over. And I was talking about this at uh, SNY with somebody the other day where we were – I think it was yesterday, actually, or Monday, was the anniversary of Panarin scoring the game winner in Game 7 in Round 1. I was like, wait a minute. How the hell were we in Round 1? Well, last year it got pushed back because of the Olympics. That never were, but because of the Olympic schedule, I guess. So everything got pushed back. So we had Rangers hockey deep into you know, where we normally wouldn't. It wasn't just May. I mean, we went, like you said, into June, even though they didn't make the uh, cup finals. They took us on some ride last year. And yes, along with that, the Mets were rolling 10 games up in the division. It's basically the opposite now. It's way too early to give up on the year, but how could you avoid or ignore what you're watching with this Mets team? They are a dreadful team right now. They don't do anything right. When they score some runs, they don't get the pitching. When they get the pitching, they don't score some runs. They're making boneheaded decisions on the base paths. The bullpen will give up runs if they're in a game. Like It's one thing or another. Tonight, they needed a stable performance from Justin Verlander. Six innings, two, three runs. That's all that they needed. And they couldn't get that. And that might have been enough tonight where the bats actually did do something. Now, they did it in... You know, where the game was out of hand, but still, you don't know. They needed a better start from Verlander. And if you can't get that type of start from Verlander, going to be a problem. And you can't just say, well, the Rays are good. That's great, the Rays are good. They can't be that much better than you. You're built to be the best. The Mets are built to be the best team. They have the highest payroll in the sport by a lot. How are the Rays, who are spending pennies in comparison, how are they that much better than the Mets? I don't know how the front office works. I'll tell you this. If I'm Steve Cohen, I am beyond livid. I'm looking at everybody that I hired in my front office, and I'm saying, guys, look. And I'll I'll try to do it as calmly as possible. Guys, look. Look at how much money I have spent. Look at how much money they have spent. How come I have to spend this amount and they can spend that amount and they can be that much better? That doesn't add up. Somebody isn't doing their job well enough. Somebody or somebodies aren't doing their job well enough. Fix it. Because I'm not spending this much money when they're spending that much money only to be embarrassed by how much better they are than we are. Sean is calling from West Haven, Connecticut. What's up, Sean? What's going on? How are we doing? How are you, Sean? Good. Um, so I want to bring up um, how embarrassing it is for the Blue Jays, this whole 
first two games as a Yankee fan. I love it, and I'm proud of my boys because the first after the first game, mind you, that whole Judge controversy was in a five nothing game, and then they have they bring that and made, that's the whole story going into today. You know, and then we go into today, and then Herman has three good innings, and all of a sudden it's about his hand. And then it's right. the base co- base coach controversy, and it's about how about we've just been whooping you guys, and that's your right. excuse. The, the Blue Jays are you know, losers. Your You're excuse? right, Sean. You guys are supposed to be competitive to us, and now that's what we're giving you, and that's your excuse. They should be embarrassed of themselves. And as a Yankee fan, I've been waiting to give it to them for so long because what have they done? And we sit back, we complain, not me personally, but other Yankee fans complain about all this and all that, and they're supposed to have this loaded roster with all these loaded guys. And we just walked in their house right there, and we had two bullpen games because of their complaining halfway, and we just whooped them. And, and Judge looked in their eyes and told them, I'm better than all of you. And that's what the facts are. Agreed. And they can't do anything about it, Sean, and thank you for the call. They called Judge out. The broadcasters, the manager, the dopey pitcher who hung a fat pitch the night before that Judge obliterated for a second home run of the game, they all questioned Judge. They tick, uh, They all questioned Judge. They ticked off the big fella, and he made him pay. And boy, was that as sweet a victory as you could have in the regular season. Against a division rival, although I use that term loosely when it comes to Toronto, because to be a rival, you actually have to win some games. You actually have to be competitive. Toronto can't beat the Yankees. I don't care what happened the first time they were here. Toronto's not even not even a bother. They're not even a worry. Oh, the young Blue Jays, yeah, they're dangerous. It's the same thing every year. You watch. Yankees are going to break out the brooms here. The Blue Jays challenged the Yankees. The Blue Jays trying to get in the Yankees' head or Aaron Judge head. They messed with the wrong guy. 877-337-6666. And for the Yankees and for Judge, you hope it's a launching point for this team. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Before we get back to your calls, which we'll do in a second here, I just want to say, remember last week, or was it two weeks ago now? I had, yeah, it was two weeks ago, I guess. I had to go to my brother-in-law's house for uh, you know his kid's uh, birthday party. It was a twin's birthday party. It was during game three, Knicks Heat. And I had him on. This is my wife's brother. I had him on to you know, talk about the setup because I'm like, dude, I don't want to be going to this party here without a good setup. And he neglects to tell me that you know I had him on the I had him on the show and he's like oh yeah don't worry everything will be good I show up it turns out that one of the kids took a bat to the television about a week before and he neglected to tell me that so anyway he had to get a, a little TV bring it out and and we watched it on that no harm no foul all right fine but he did lie to me and leave out the pretty significant detail that one of the kids smashed the big TV so that's one brother-in-law. Last weekend, or this past weekend for Mother's Day, I went to my other brother-in-law's house, my brother-in-law Ryan, who was married to my sister. And I get to his house, and we had a nice day, hanging out in the pool, a little pool party, whatever. Food is good. And then as we were leaving, he's like, oh, yo, I forgot to ask you, do you want, you have any interest in an Apple Watch? I'm like, well, not really. What, like, what, what do you mean? What are they going for? I don't have one. He's like, oh, well, I got, I got an extra one. If you want, you could have it. Like he wanted or something like that, but he already had one. And my sister already had one. 
And I was like, all right, well, I mean, if you don't want it, you're giving you're giving it away. Yeah, sure. I'm, I mean, whatever. My wife's like, oh, you should take it because my wife has one too. I'm the only one, I guess, without an Apple Watch. What am I going to do with it? I don't know. I'll figure it out and see if I like it. But point is, he gave me, he gifted me an Apple Watch. One brother-in-law gets me to go to his house without telling me that his TV is busted ahead of game three of the next second round series against the Miami Heat, first time they've been in the second round in 10 years. The other brother-in-law gifts me an Apple Watch. You see what I'm saying here? I guess the moral of the story is some family can be good, some family, eh. Paul is calling from Hartford, Connecticut. What's up, Paul? Hey, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Paul? Hey, good. Yeah, I'm up tonight, not working, and just, uh, you know, can't sleep. So you got a great show. You got me laughing here. Hey, a couple of years ago when you start off with your, uh, with John in the last segment, I got to see him play up here in Hartford in the opening round, and uh, he was unbelievable on the court. But I yeah. think uh, you are right. He needs uh, – I think we both come from some old-school Italian fathers, and he probably needs that right now. Well, hey, think about it. I'm not even – I'm not even blaming him on that. I'm blaming his father. Obviously, he's got to be smarter himself, exactly. and he's a young he's a young kid. Like, think about the things you did. You know, I, I know me. I was an idiot. I still am at times. But come on, at 20 yep. years old or however you know old he is, you need your father to be a father, not a best yep. friend. And his father wants to hang out with them. His father wants to be famous and live off of his fame and fortune. And that's exactly what he's doing. And because of that, you can clearly tell that he's not being a father to John Morant because there's no way, if he was, that this would ever be happening, period, let alone for a second freaking time. Absolutely, no doubt about it. And I think we, I think me and you are probably the same age, come from the same background, and I think, yeah, that would definitely help him. But at the end of the day, and we're not perfect, I mean, God, give me a break. But at the end of the day, let me give you a quick story. No, well, it's, it's okay. It's okay, Paul. And I'll let you get to your story in a second. I'm sorry for interrupting you here. But it's okay to make mistakes. Like the first, no I didn't say anything about, about the first time. I didn't say anything about it the first time. All right, it was a stupid mistake. But look, mistakes happen. What's not okay is not learning from your mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. You have to learn from them. Clearly, he didn't. That's where I have the issue. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe when it happened again. But, uh, yeah, talking about ballpark food back in 06, started dating my wife. We were down in New York. So, you know, all fired up coming off that Mets series or, you know, off the uh, NLCS there when they should have beat the Cardinals up. So I'm like, hey, you know, I've never been to Wrigley Field. Let's get a car service. We'll get out to Newark, fly out to Wrigley Field. It's April, all fired up for the season, right? Mm. So we get a car service. We're right outside Newark Airport. The car service breaks down the side of the highway. Just started dating my now wife. Okay, no big deal. What are you going to do? So another car pulls up, picks us up, side of the highway, cars flying by. We get to Newark. Now we get it. So the guy gets out. He goes, he puts his hand out. I give him a high five puts his hand out again, wants a tip. I give him some nice choice words. We walk in. Now, I'm always willing to tip somebody. I mean, give me a right. break. But your car just broke down. You're part of the same service, right? So now my girlfriend looking at me, you know, showed my bad side. We get on the escalator. We go up. We get on our flight. Now the Yankees are in town in Chicago. I meet a scalper on the street. So are the Mets. We go to the White Sox series with Job and all that. Now it's the end of the weekend. It's Sunday afternoon, she looks at me and she goes, I'm not a picky girl, but can I get a fork and a knife and have a nice meal? 
<laughs> yeah, and she's still married, you Paul. She's still married to me this day. So, and you know what? That's why I was laughing at that call previously. And then that night, Carlos Zambrano went down and absolutely mowed down the Mets. And I go, that's what I get. Yeah. All right. I mean, come on, take her out to a night. And thank you for the call, Paul. First of all, you got a tip in that spot. I always feel obligated to tip, even if a tip is not necessarily warranted. Like, when did we get to a point where in society we feel pressure to tip, even though a tip is supposed to be based on performance? But I feel guilty. And now, God forbid, I'm out with somebody who happens to, you know, oh, hey, sell from the fan, left a dollar tip, or whatever it may be. I don't want that hung on me. I can't even go to freaking Costco anymore without somebody snapping a picture of me without asking. Without saying anything. By the way, I don't care if you take a picture. Just ask. Well, let me know. Anyway, and then whatever that whole issue is, which which bothered me. But point is, we feel as a society pressure to tip. Shouldn't a tip be based on performance? If you deliver the food on time, if you are a good server, it's just like a twenty percent tip guaranteed, basically, regardless of how crappy you are, and then you work your way up from there. Man, they were very, very good. All right, well, we got to give 25, 30%. Because 20 is standard. Anyway, I feel even if the car broke down, you still got to give a tip to the person who, you know, who got you there. Good for you. Your wife married you out of that. Dave is calling from Queens. What's up, Dave? Yeah, I'm going to talk about the Mets, but real quick, since you're talking about tipping, when I took my wife out for Mother's Day, we went to this little French restaurant in Astoria, and it was only one waitress, and she was struggling. And I mean, the meal was, was good, and she was... Pretty good with the service. So the bill came to 103, and I gave her 140 and said, keep the change. And my wife was mad. But I said, listen, she was by herself. Just give her the money. Anyway, right. you, back to the When in doubt, be, I think being generous like that is, is the right move. Good job. Yeah, because, you know, women always like, oh, what are you giving them? You know, you know that's how wives are. Why do you give her so much money? But anyway. Same uh, thing. My wife the, says the same thing. Yeah, my wife does the same thing. Oh, 20% max. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You, we can't do that. No, you got to take care of them. Especially if. They're struggling by themselves, and you still got good service? Come on. Agreed. If anyway, you get, if you get good service, well, you're right. I don't know what the exact percentage is, but good service, way over 20% in my book. That, that, I, I, listen, I'm not a rich guy at all. I'm just a middle-class guy, but I always feel like tipping well because, you know, Same. listen, you get good service and the food is good? Come on. Come Same. On. Exactly. That's exactly right. All right, back to the Mets. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. This was supposed to be the night, you know, Verlander in front of the hometown fans, you know, show us what you got, you, you know, you're our ace. And it, no, he didn't get blown out, but he wasn't a good performance. And again, this this season, and if they, we could blink and they could be 10 games under 500. And then once you get 10 games under 500, and now you got to chase, work hard to get back to 500, it's a long season. And I could see this team easily being 81 and 81 with the biggest payroll in baseball. And Cohen, I mean, we love that Cohen's going to spend the money, but we got to build that farm system. We got to get better pitching, young pitching. I mean, this is this is getting out of control now. Well, they're that is what they're doing, Dave. And thank you for the call. They are building up the farm system. That is going to take years to go into effect. Which is another reason why I say I think Billy Epler was the perfect hire for this job. This job in particular. We're going to learn a lot about Billy Epler and what he is as a general manager based on the entirety of the organization, the farm system and all that stuff, which we're not unfortunately going to know for a couple of years. You know, there may be 
and I don't think that this is going to happen or hope that this is going to happen, but let's just say the Mets struggle this year, they miss the playoffs. Let's say that next year they get off to a slow start and maybe they don't do as well as they're supposed to or they don't win the World Series, whatever it may be next year. And let's say Epler gets fired. There may be a point in the next, I don't know, three to five years that Epler's not here and we start to see the fruits of his labor come through the minor league system and contribute at the major league level, like we did when Omar got ousted. You know, a lot of the Mets' success in 2015 was with Omar's guys, DeGrom and Harvey, to name a couple. So when you are building, now again, we don't see what's going on, but they're building an organization from the bottom up, hiring more coaches for player development hiring more front office staff for better scouting and drafting and all that stuff, drafting and developing. The Mets will not have sustained success without it. I don't even know if they're going to have it with it, but that's the model that Steve Cohen is trying to build, not just what we see at the major league level. So those things we're not going to know about for years down the road. But for the now, they've got work to do. And you're right. Right now, it's like, all right, well, they're only three games under. They're only six and a half games back. It's not the end of the world. And they could still easily make a playoff spot. But it could start to get worse quickly here because they're just not digging themselves out. It was, how many restarts are we going to give them? Okay, well, after the Nats loss and after the Braves, you know, after the Nats series loss, after the Braves series loss, okay, well, it's the Tigers now. Then after that was, okay, well, now they're home against the Rockies. Then they lost that series. Now it's okay, well, they go on the road for the crappy Reds and Nationals. Then they lose those series. Or, you know, lost to the Reds and then split the Nationals for four games. Now it's, uh uh-oh, Rays, Cleveland. It doesn't really matter who they're playing. It's about what they're doing. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Taco Frank calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco? What's going on tonight, Seth? How are you, Taco? Good to hear from you. Uh, all good, buddy. I got away on this big debate tonight, man. It's, uh, it's getting all over Twitter. And uh, it's the Hector Stewart debate. And uh, I, don't, I have to be honest, buddy. I don't feel like there's enough love out there and support for Stewart. So uh, give me a minute here, man. I, I'd like to go through a few things. Okay. All right, Superbook Sports has him at a plus 205 right now, which I think is crazy, man. Stewart, you know, he's more mature, more established in the community than Hector is, man. We've been with Hector. Hector Hector can get a little rowdy. Stewart goes to the gym five nights a week. You know, that's why he always follows you on the way to the gym. He's a loving, caring guy. He's got a great personality. So, you know, don't get me wrong. Hector's a great guy. But, you know, I want Stewart to know that there's a lot of people out there, uh, you know, pulling for him. Uh, are you saying this because you're worried about uh, the ramifications if you don't pull for Stewart? <laughs> well, that too, man, because he's got a little bit of a history behind him. So I want to stay on Stewart's yeah. side. <laughs> well, you know, you know about Stewart's temper, and you could be a little worried about that. Uh, look, th- this is not a, a Stewart versus Hector thing, although I will say my allegiance right now, it lies with Hector because Stewart has not called me. I mean, since I made the switch off of overnights for the time being, I have not heard from Stewart. Yet I heard he listened to the segment at least last night. So if he is listening, I don't know why he isn't calling. It is disappointing, Stewart. Uh, Stewart, you got to call, man. It's like Omar. He disappeared for like six months. Stewart's, uh, Stewart's MIA from the Latata show, but he calls every night like clockwork to, to, uh, to take fire Boone. But, yeah, I, mean, I don't... Joking? 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I don't get it. I don't. I don't get. I don't get why he did, why he's calling others, Stewart. And you mentioned Omar. Omar as well. He's on my bleep list because he didn't. Uh, he never showed up at the at the watch party. He was supposed to be there. He committed to that Knicks watch party. He didn't show up. Uh, it would have been great to have both those guys there, man. But again, I appreciate you getting that together. That was a great time everybody had. We had a but, good uh, night, hey, Taco. What a joke the Blue Jays are, man. And uh, just to end on that, man, you saw Boone, uh, Judge's eyes in the dugout tonight. I think I saw you tweeted it out. And, uh, you know, I, it's just the, the Blue Jays are a joke, man. I could leave it like that. And uh, you know, we're going to roll all over them. The Yankees are just kicking. And you know, there's a little pressure behind you, buddy, having the, uh, having the biggest payroll by $80 million. You guys aren't handling it so well, you know, to the start right now, buddy. I, you guys better turn it around soon, but. Oh, they are no. They have been they have been awful. Of the Mets, and thank you for the call, Taco Frank. Appreciate you checking in. They have been awful. No way to sugarcoat it. The only thing you could say is it's early, but it could get late quick. Speaking of which, we only have about ten minutes left or so on the show. I'm going to take a very quick break, and then we're going to come back with Hector in Washington Heights, who was on the line, and Stewart in Brooklyn, who also happened to call in. And we'll hear from both of these gentlemen. I am glad Stewart is listening. I am glad he actually took the time to call me. We'll hear from Hector and Stewart coming up on the other side before we say goodbye. It's Sal Licata on the fan. All right, Sal Licata back on the fan. So we have some housekeeping to do here in regards to our calls. If you've been paying attention to the story the last couple of days, uh, it, it, then you know about it. If not, I'm going to just inform you real quick before we get to these next two callers. So Hector in Washington Heights yesterday called and said that he was thinking about taking uh, Nicole and Ron Konkama to the Met game. They have become friends after our outing a year ago where we all met at the park and had a good day at uh, City Field watching the Mets and Braves. And Hector was uh, saying he was going to go with Nicole. And I was saying, oh, is it, a, is it a date? What's going on? He said, no. Whatever it was that happened yesterday, Nicole called in to kind of clear things up earlier in the show, saying that it was not, in fact, a date, that they are friends. Stewart got wind of this uh, prior to Nicole calling, and he said, you know, because Stewart in Brooklyn has a thing for Nicole uh, from when we when we met at the game, and he was saying that he can uh, do this on his own. If you wanted to go on a date, he doesn't need my help. Anyway, so let's hear from both of the participants right now. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. Hector, you're first up. What's on your mind? <laughs> I never say I was taking Nicole to the game. I said Nicole and I were talking and decided we should go to the game and go check out Verlander and why not go together. Get <laughs> too much. Man. Right. It just it's sounded to me like a date. It just, <laughs> which was, I was like, whoa, well, Stewart in Brooklyn might be a little jealous, but Hector, do you? You, you, you try to make it into a date. Can I say this first, man? You love playing with fire. That little brother-in-law story, did you have to go there? Did you have to throw your brother, other brother-in-law under the bus like that? I didn't throw anybody. I'm just telling the truth. I don't, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. See, other people, I think, in radio tend to make stuff up at times. I'm not making anything up. I'm giving you the facts. Facts are, I had one brother-in-law on the show the night before I went to his house. He didn't tell me. One of the kids took a bat to his TV. I showed up, and then he told me the thing was broken. Another brother-in-law this past weekend gifted me an Apple Watch. I'm just telling you the facts. And you got to double down. But listen, Sal, here's the truth, right? I would much rather talk about chicken buckets 
Hey, Taco Frank. I thought Taco Frank was my buddy, man. Damn, Frank. But anyways, he, I he was much rather talk about chicken buckets and the Mets maybe figuring out how to cheat like Aaron Judge and them. I mean, we got the number one cheater, Carlos Beltran. What the heck are we doing? Can we learn how to cheat? I don't care. Whatever it takes to win. This team is making me sick. But we'll go to the matter at hand. Listen, Nicole is a great woman. I enjoy spending time with a call at the games or wherever it may be. But we spend time mostly at the games, right? Not mostly. That's the only time we spend time together is at the games. Nicole's a fanatic just like me. Remember that time we, you were also trying to make fun of me and said, I'm never going to land a girl because I'm too crazy about the men. You're bad temper, I, yeah. Bad, what? Well, you're come bad on, temper. No, I'm just saying you. <clears throat> it was a little. Now, we, we welcome in Stewart in Brooklyn as well. Stewart, are you oh, there? Gosh. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, gosh. Stuart, good oh, to God. finally hear hey, from Stuart, you. Where you have you... What's up, Hector? Stuart, Hector, where have you been? Hector. Why are you not calling me? What, were you listening but not calling me? Come on, I miss no, you. I'm not listening. You know what time I get up, man. Come on. Well, how did, how did you hear what we talked about yesterday then, with, with Hector taking to, the call on a date? I happened to tune in. <laughs> Hector, we gotta, he's got to calm down, man. I like Nicole, yes. I got a thing for Nicole, yeah, but I don't have her phone number, and I can't get the phone number. I would give her my number and let her call me, and then we could get together. But well, Stuart, Stuart, Hector's got her number, Stuart. You know that. In place, I was lucky enough to get the number, and I've been lucky enough to be in contact with her. Uh, wow. Listen, like I said. Hector, Hector. You want to do me yes. a favor? I, uh, I don't know. What, depending on the favor. <laughs> uh, Ask the way. Text the number. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart, you, Stuart, what do you mean? You, where, I, can't even, I don't even have your number, Stuart. How do we text you? you are you textable? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Not, no, 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 no. No, you no. can't give your number out on the air. Stuart, come on. I only put him on hold here. I got them both on hold now. All right, I'm going to say goodbye to Hector here. Hector, thank you for calling. Let me finish up with Stuart because I haven't day, talked man. to him in a while. Stuart, no, Stuart, you there? Stuart, Stuart, hold on. Are you all right? I'm fine, Sal. I've been, I've been, I tuned in yesterday. You know what time I get up in the morning, right? Right. You 3 a.m.? Mm, 3 o'clock. Today okay. is a gym day. Okay, so you're up a little bit earlier on the gym day. Yeah, because I got up. I went to sleep a little bit early last night because things haven't been things haven't been rosy lately. There's been a lot oh. of causing static. I'm sorry to hear that. And we we oh. got to get to the bottom of this. Can you call me tomorrow? Because we're almost out of time here. We got like a minute left. Can you call me tomorrow? I'll try to. I'll get up. Are you upset with Hector for going on a date with Nicole? No, I'm not upset with Hector. Okay. You kidding me? Me and Hector are alike, man. We're both crazy, don't we? We're both crazy. Can you two make peace here? Yes, sir. Hector? Hector? Yeah, yeah. I, please, right. there's never been any problem, Sal. There's never right. been any problem. Do we, do we have a problem? <laughs> radio, radio for all the listeners. Oh, right good. Right. No, I'm good. I'm all right, and that's going to do it for us. And thank you guys very much. We appreciate you both uh, taking the time to give us a call. Bye, Hector. Bye, Stuart. <laughs> First time I've ever done that. Didn't even know it was possible to get them both in at the same time. I wish we had more time. I could do this for a full hour. Where were you guys You know, an hour ago when I needed you?
Nicole calls in all these problems. She calls earlier than she bails and leaving these two to fight for. I'll tell you this. I wouldn't want to fight Stewart, especially for Nicole and Ron Conk. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Rosie before. Thanks to Brian McKeon, as always. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. I appreciate each and every one of you. We'll be back again tomorrow night. Same place, same time. Following the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Enjoy your night. EJ Stewart is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.